Hello, welcome back to Monster Buddies, a podcast all about monsters. I'm your host, Brandon, and with me is my lovely wife, Karina. Hey, everybody. This week, we're going to be talking about The Thing. But before we get into it, let's listen to the trailer. inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to, but it's vulnerable out in the open. If it takes us over, then it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's one. You guys gonna listen to Gary? We can beat one of those things! The Thing premiered in June 1982. It was directed by John Carpenter. It was written by Bill Lancaster. And it stars Kurt Russell, Wilford Brimley, T.K. Carter, and Keith David. Now comes my favorite part of the podcast. When I get to quiz you on if you know any of those names. Mm-hmm. So, do you know any of those names? Do I? I want you to tell me if I, you think I know anybody. I think you know... Two of those names, obviously you know who Kurt Russell is. Yeah, Santa Claus. (sighs) (laughs) Goldie Hawn's partner. Uh, Kate Hudson's kind of stepdad? Stepdad, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I don't... Not biological. No, they're not biological. It's his... Her... She is his... Whatever. <laughs> this went off the rails really quick. All right. Okay. So you know who Kurt Russell is? Yeah. From, you know, awesome films like Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. Snake Pliskin. Mm-hmm. No. Snapleskin? Like Rumpelstiltskin? No. Snake. I'm a snake. I'm a slithery little snake snack. I'm so slithery and sneaky because I'm a snack. Slithering in your garden, catching me a mouse because I'm a snack. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, those are two other John Carpenter films. Actually, they're some of the first John Carpenter films I've actually watched. My dad and me watched them together. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's why I really like John Carpenter, is uh, because of those two films. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Not because of this movie? Yeah, clearly. 
I actually didn't watch this movie until later in life. Yeah, because who wants to see it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of John Carpenter, I know you don't know who that is, but he's big in, in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's the one that created Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carpenter guy did? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so you go off to talking about some random escape movies and you couldn't just tell me the Halloween thing. But Escape from New York is amazing. <laughs> Doesn't mean I know what it is. But you know what Halloween is? I've never seen it, but I know of him. Like, you know of Michael Myers because you've seen that character yeah. somewhere else. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Lead with the big stuff, Brandon. Lead with the big stuff. <laughs> Enough about that. <laughs> okay because obviously you don't know who any of those other people are you know what i find that very rude we were watching the film and wilford brimley shows up and i say oh i think you know who this is diabetes oh and you were like what <laughs> it took me again to realize i was like who's wilford or is it wilfred wilford I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. 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 <laughs> I can't believe I forgot again. Yeah, I was like, how do you not know that's him? If it means nothing to me, I just let it escape my mind. And it clearly meant nothing. Sorry. Alright, so let's talk about the film. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what was the film about? The film was about the thing, and it was an alien thing in Antarctica. Oh, you got the right continent. Yeah, this time. <laughs> sure did this time. Um, yeah, that's basically it, and it takes over people, and you don't know who it's, who it's like, I don't know, what invades, takes over, Yeah, infects. I mean, it doesn't affect them because... He- it eats them yeah. and, and becomes them. But it takes them. over their persona. Yeah. Yeah. So, But you don't know that until it's too late. Until you're like looking over him and then you are trying to check them out. And then the next thing you know, the person's stomach rips open and eats the guy's arms off. Yep. Or it chomps down on your head. That too. <laughs> or just is a little head rolling around on the floor with a Twizzler tongue. Coming out. Twizzler tongue. <laughs> it looked like a Twizzler. I mean, yeah, I guess. It did. That thin one, it looked like a Twizzler. Yeah. Like a Twizzler rope. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they use Twizzler rope. Who knows? I'm, you never know. <laughs> so that's what the film is about, huh? Right? Yeah. And then out of nowhere, a helicopter, like a Norwegian helicopter... Flies in trying to kill a dog. Uh-huh. And the dog keeps running. And that guy must have ran out of bullets because he had no aim. And then he tried to <laughs> grenade love- him. And he still had no aim. And somehow it fell out his hand and fell behind him. I don't know how that is even possible. I mean, he had the worst aim, too. Worse than a stormtrooper. And I love, I, lo- I love your comment, too, because 
if you've listened to this podcast before, you know, we've kind of talked about what you watch. Mm-hmm. You love reality shows. Yeah. But, but one of the reality shows that we watch together is um, Life Below Zero. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's inc- it's great. It has so many different personalities on there and they're all just eccentric and like crazy. Yeah. But what was the, the, the thing you said when he was <laughs> trying to shoot the dog? I said that he has worse aim than Sue trying to get her ptarmigans. I think I got some ptarmigan. My food supply is getting a little bit lower than I like. Ptarmigans are tasty little meals. I got a little tarmy. Ptarmigan. Ptarmigan. <laughs> Those sneaky little ptarmigans. And then the grenade one, so talking about another reality TV show I watch. I watch Counting On, which is a spinoff of 19 Kids and Counting on TLC. And there is one episode because for some reason all of them can fly airplanes, which I don't know because I don't even know if they could really do math. And the fact that they could fly (laughs) planes kind of scares me. And that their entertainment for the day was flying an airplane and taking packs of flour and trying to throw it out the airplane window while the airplane was flying in the air and trying to hit their target. Those people hit their target much better than this guy hit the dog with the grenade. I don't know how to unpack that whole thing. (laughs) Why were they throwing flour out of the planes? They live in like bum F nowhere. They've got to find stuff to do. It might have been a gender reveal. Oh, God. But I don't think it was because I don't remember the powder going blue or pink. But they always do weird stuff for gender reveals, so that makes me think that's why it is. But Mm. I think they were just bored. I'm so tired of, like, all the stupid gender reveals. Like, here's five balloons and we're gonna make them explode and one of them will be blue or pink it's like my thing is it's like why do i care what gender baby you're having you know what i mean like why do i have to sit there while you hit a baseball bat no not the baseball bat's kind of cool it why do i have to no it's stupid I don't know. Just, I just think it's so stupid. It's like, I don't care. Cool. I'm happy you're having a baby, but I don't care what you're popping out of there. It has nothing to do with me. No, if you, I mean, if you're a close friend with somebody, I mean, yeah, you probably would want to know what the gender is. No. But why does it have to be like this whole... Party? Party or like this whole show. It's like, just have an envelope that says like it's a boy or a girl and then just open it up if you want to know. No, I mean, I don't even care then it's like i don't care i want my friends to have kids um but i don't care what you're having you know what i mean i just want it to be a little healthy little thing that's it a thing no not the thing (laughs) and then it comes out and it's just a little head with the spider legs on it that is terrifying (laughs) well at least it got us back on track yeah (laughs) So you love reality shows, you hate gender reveals. What did you feel about this movie? Would um, would you recommend this movie to someone? Absolutely that- not. My favorite part of this movie was the brownie that I got to eat while watching this movie. That's how much I hated this movie. Really? I did not like it. You- at 
Well, I did like the guy with the roller skates that sang and listened to Stevie Wonder. Uh-huh. I liked him in that split moment. Okay. Because well, how is it like, oh, you know what? I'm going to Antarctica. I'm going to uh, pack my roller skates. And a boombox. He had a huge boombox, too, so... That is was he... like a that was a whole suitcase right there. Yeah, he's just bringing roller skates and a boombox, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's it. Basically, I mean, they didn't last too long in Antarctica anyway, so that's all you really need. True. Mm-hmm. The one thing I I kept on thinking was, why do they have flamethrowers? They're cool. I would want a flamethrower. Those like, are why... so cool. But why did they have like? four or five of them like what were they doing in antarctica with those melting ice really you think that's what it's for <laughs> i don't know i, I yeah I, i'm like if you're if you're scientists down there why would you need a flamethrower i don't know it was weird to me mm, but those are the coolest thing as i've ever seen in my life and i want one elon musk was selling some flamethrowers okay elon musk who Maybe we should just start a podcast where I I just like come up with like famous people's names and then like it's just a whole podcast of me explaining to you who they are. My favorite thing is that celebrities, I have no clue who they are. Reality TV stars, I know them all. But like there's a blurred line now where reality TV stars are the new celebrities like Kim Kardashian is a huge celebrity. No, but that's she's like a reality TV star. Yeah, but it's like, I know the Duggars and all of, like, the grandbabies' names. And who cares? Like, f*** those people. Whoa. Those people are horrible people. They really are. They really, really are. But I think that's what I like about it. It's like, let me see how you cover up your terrible ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like a psychological thing. It's like, kind of freaks me out. But I'm intrigued. And they're... Seriously, part of like a cult or something. One hundred percent. There's a whole. There's so many articles and like videos about the cult. I've watched all of them. I don't know how to transition <laughs> back to what we were talking about. We got so far away from it. But how'd you like it? I love this film. I think it's a great film. Love. Yeah. Legit love. I legit love this film. Wow. Not only is it as much as you love me. No. So you like it. What? I can love a film. Not this one. Yeah, this one. What do you, Why? Well, what I, do I not see in it? Well, I was going to tell you until oh. you cut me off, but okay. Well, now it's your chance to go ahead and shine. <laughs> um, Not only is it... She didn't like it either. Minnie's disapproving with her sigh. Well, she didn't like any of the dog parts in the movie, like... Her head popped up and she was like, what the heck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the dog parts were kind of crazy, too. Some of my favorite scenes are um, with the dog thing when it transforms. That was that was, really that was nuts. Yeah. But why would you put a dog that you don't know anything about and you don't know... You've never introduced that dog to the other dogs and just put it in a kennel and mm-hmm. then walk away. Yeah, like, not only could it 
just attack your other dogs because you don't know its temperament. Mm-hmm. But it could also be carrying a disease, which it was. It was carrying a virus. It was carrying. It was the thing. Mm-hmm. So why would you introduce it to your dogs who probably aren't vaccinated because they're in Antarctica? So why would you introduce it to a foreign? Yeah. Body. And why would you see polar bears? Right? They don't live in Antarctica. Am I right? They can't. It's too cold. <laughs> Where do polar bears live? Alaska. Antarctica. <laughs> polar bears live in Antarctica. Where do they live? It's the North Pole. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> can I can I talk about the Duggars again? <laughs> sure. Do the Duggars have polar bears? No, but I'm sure they would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just went like <laughs> totally off. Polar bears are in the Arctic. That's not Antarctica. <laughs> two two different poles. You have the North Pole, right? So it's with where Santa. the Arctic Circle is, where Didn't Santa I is. Did I just say that? I said it. I said they live in the North Pole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you didn't sound very confident. So I wasn't going to give you the answer. Because you looked at me like I was an idiot. (laughs) Careful. (laughs) Where do penguins live? They live lots of places. They even live in South Africa. Boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say, I don't know why it said that I feel very awkward. Like, why would you see, like, a freaking dog running through Antarctica and be like, yep, that dog's legit. Well, why would you take it in? Because the Norwegians were shooting at it and trying to blow it up. Right. You know, Norwegians are crazy. But if you see them trying to kill this dog, wouldn't you be kind of suspicious? Like, maybe that dog's rabid or something. I would think so. Yeah, I don't know. Those people are dummies. Mm Mm-hmm. What? I, I feel like I can't talk on who's a dummy and who's not right now. <laughs> I swear I'm college educated. I graduated with on honor roll. Gosh. <laughs> I don't even know where we left off. <laughs> Tell me why you like the movie. Okay. Um... Honestly, I think the movie is one of the best modern day monster films. Whoa. Do a lot of people feel this way? Yeah. So I'm insulting a lot of people right now? Yeah. Lo siento. You know, when it first came out in the early 80s, it it did get a bad reception. because It did? Yeah. Um, It was panned by the critics and it wasn't really a box office box office success why like why didn't they like it at first you know most of them said it it was disgusting and degrading and depressing especially with that ending that it had you know it was very nihilistic it was very you know yeah i get it you know usually people like to have a happy ending and that definitely was not a happy ending correct and especially because um, another alien film came out 
a couple weeks before it, E.T. Oh. So you had, you know, that comparison as well. People loved E.T. They went out and saw it. It was, it was a huge success. And then they have this film where it's like, it's bleak. It's gross. The thing doesn't eat Reese's Pieces. Maybe it eats Twizzlers, though. Again, Twizzler tongue. Did Twizzler sell sales increase? I don't know. I would assume. It probably did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when did people's perception of it change? Like, when did it, people start to go like, oh, wow, this actually is good? It took years. Probably, like, in the 90s. Mm. Where people actually kind of went back and they looked at it. They looked at the story that it was trying to tell. They looked at kind of when the time it was created and what it was kind of saying about that time. Mm-hmm. And then they looked at um, especially all the special effects. And that was another reason why I really liked the film mm-hmm. is because those special effects are just amazing. The creature design is incredible. Right. Um. Another question. Yeah. Mm, it escaped my brain. Okay. Like I said... In other podcasts, this this was all done practically. So mm. it was puppets and, and those kind of things that they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really shows because all those effects hold up. And this is what I've said before. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have something on screen, it really gives it a life that, you know, computer animated stuff wouldn't have. Right. I remember my question. Okay. Was this an actual book beforehand thanks for bringing that up it's actually a remake of a 1951 film Mm. called the thing from another world where it had the same premise where it was an alien invader and he could take different shapes but he was kind of a man in a suit but around that time you know it was really about the cold war Mm. and communism Mm. it's also an adaptation of a novella called who goes there oh so like i said this is was a remake of that 51 film right but what they did was they kind of went back to the source material of the novella Mm -hmm. and stayed closer to what that was than what the 51 howard hawks film was this film is more about distrust and isolation and paranoia paranoia Mm -hmm. and it has a very like i've said before a nihilistic kind of um, take on everything. I, I did like that part of this movie where it was like like you, you didn't know who to trust. Yeah. Kind of thing. And it kind of, in a weird way, it kind of reminded me of like what we're going through right now with mm-hmm. the pandemic we're going through. Because it's like you can be asymptomatic for so long. Yeah. Or when you go to the grocery store, you're just like, I don't, I don't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even when you come back from the grocery store, I'm like, um, so can you go into like hibernation for 14 days and then I'll see you again later? You know what I mean? So it's like, I, it's kind of cool to see it with that movie. Nobody trusts anybody now. There's nothing else I can do. Just wait. And, you know, back then, when we're talking about the time period that was, there was a lot of things going on, especially, like, the AIDS and HIV crisis. Yeah. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, totally. So there's a lot of, kind of, distrust going on. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's why this film has become so much of a cult classic. Because in a sense, even though it's so out there, it's semi-relatable. That fear is relatable. That makes sense. Okay, maybe I'm, maybe when I start to like pick it apart in that sense, I like it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, to me personally, I don't know if it was because I was so tired or what, but I just found it to be so slow. Yeah. You know? And I know, like, expect, like the beginning, I was, like, already falling asleep. But I, and I know they were trying to develop the storyline and develop the characters and all that stuff. But it was just, to me, it's like, all right, let's beat it up. Yeah. But that also doesn't mean that's... I have to get out of that mindset of, like, if it's just, like, it has to be, like, go, go, go in order to be a good movie. It doesn't need to be that. There's all different kinds. I just kind of had that in my mind. And, and, you know, older movies are slower. I mean, nowadays, they're they're more fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And what they were trying to build was the story, and they were trying to build suspense as you go through. You know, so you have to have those beats. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think they did that very well. Yeah. But I can understand why some people would think it was boring or slow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just... Because I saw it before. We had to watch this before. Mm-hmm. A few years ago when we were going to do it for the podcast. But then California decided to burn down a crisp. And we didn't get the chance to record it. So maybe that's why I didn't like... Because I didn't mind it the first time. The first time I was into it a little bit more. Yeah. But this time I kind of knew what was going on. So it it felt like even slower. But I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) So after we've talked this through... Would you still not recommend this for somebody that no, hasn't seen it? No, I would. It? I think I would. Yeah? Yeah. I think I would. If I think they would enjoy it. If somebody's like me, definitely not. Hmm. I I would recommend it for somebody that, you know, maybe hasn't seen a lot of horror films and wants to get into horror. Mm. I would say that this was one of one of the films that they should probably watch first you think so yeah okay it really gets I mean, you, that makes sense it gets you into to it you know because it's suspenseful you know there's a lot of great effects it is kind of gory too so if you can handle this you can handle a lot of other horror films mm-hmm. that are even worse so mm-hmm. and so it's it, like a gateway drug yeah it is like a gateway film almost and it's super influential like everybody was kind of copying this style Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I just don't see that because I haven't seen other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is when my inexperience kicks me in the <laughs> So, you got anything else you want to talk about the th- for the thing? Um, I'm looking through my notes. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up with. How is he supposed to be in 40 to below zero weather and he's literally just wearing... A leather jacket and a hoodie and then just like thin pants. Right. How's that possible? And everybody's in like parkas and all that stuff. He's like, I'm back. Yeah, because he drinks a lot and he can hang out outside for a while. But I mean, when when he did get separated, he was like pretty frozen when he came back in. Very true. That's what happens when you think you're too cool for school. You know what I mean? He definitely did because, you know, after he lost that chess game, he just pours the liquor into it. Like, what is that, guy? He's definitely got some rage issues. Yeah. 
other people got to use that computer too. Yeah, that was very selfish on his part. Sore loser. Yeah. You, Mac. You and your chess game hating self. <laughs> oh man goodbye well that's it for today thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you next time and used in this podcast are the property of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended.